1: with Matt Kolsky and Derek Madden. Yeah, yeah. All right, it is Friday. Eve, it is Toy Department time. I'm Derek Madden. He's Matt Kolsky. How you doing, bud?
0: Quite well. I'm uh, I'm, I'm. finally, I think, on the verge of, of uh, a clean bill of health after... A week that involved some stomach bug issues and uh, a couple of colds, back to back, as is the want of small children. So, I'm I'm feeling like I'm approaching peak functionality, and and maybe even I can get through a podcast without um, my throat hurting like hell afterwards.
1: All right. Well, this is maybe this is a good time to throw something at you. Oh boy. Um. <laughs> Uh, so we a couple weeks ago, uh, my mom sent you an email. We've alluded oh, to it. Yes, the I'm so glad. I'm okay. So I wanted That's to make so sure glad. that um, if there was anything you felt like you needed to address, the, the email was about your take on women talking, um, um, and I think specifically about why your point about why didn't they just go to the police? Right? Is that um, is that a, a fair assessment?
0: It was definitely a uh be... I don't wanna minimize what your mother did here uh because what she really did was write like a pretty long and salient critique of my entire viewpoint uh on the film and definitely it was. It was, I mean, here's how it starts. It seems Kolsky may have missed one of the important points of the movie. <laughs> Colon. Of course the women couldn't go to the police. In the real world, the police are the first to disbelieve a woman. They're so worried that consensual sex is misreported as rape when regret sets in. The immediate reaction of the criminal justice system is to turn on the victim and vilify her. Beyond that, the shame for not fighting the attacker off, the questions of whether she led him on re... Led him on revertebrate... Re- Reverberate Good lord Get my act together In her head A reflection of the culture In which we live
1: I would add to that too That uh, no, These aren't just women They're women from a crazy Religious cult right You know uh, what she, I mean so.
0: She goes on she, Trust me <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not even The entire first paragraph Um, You read this Right I did yes Okay yeah, Two weeks so, ago <laughs> I, I uh Three weeks I, ago First of all what What is your What does your mom like write? Is that like a thing that she does? She, she does, does write. <laughs> okay. All right. Because, uh, she's an excellent writer. Um, I, I guess the, the one thing that I would say to her, uh, to be not, not, uh, not in an antagonistic way, but I do think she sold me a little short in terms of, um, her uh, the, the way she imagined I was envisioning this this film um I don't think I'm quite the uh you know idiot and she's not calling me stupid but she definitely thinks that I missed the point more than I did um I don't know that I missed it as much as she thinks I did um I I I certainly understood that that was part of the point of the film was making an analog to, you know, look at these women's situation and women talking um, while extreme in the religious and and sort of separation from society aspects that contribute to them not going to the police also reflect a, a real world society where, you know, there are other reasons that don't involve fundamentalist Insanity, why women very reasonably don't go to the police. Um, I, I didn't miss that entirely. Uh, I just didn't necessarily think it was executed as well as it seems like your mom did. Um, yeah,
1: I feel like I'm getting off scot free a little bit because I think you probably got the movie more than I did. Um, <laughs> and, well, and to look at it was just sort of like not the. I, I didn't enjoy the candy, the candy coating in which the allegory was. You know what I mean, right? Presented, in <laughs> so I didn't. I probably didn't look as deeply as I should have. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Uh So I, I get that. I I do think though. Just, I, uh, I think I probably did not convey myself as well as I would have liked to because. I think it based certainly on your mom's response, I think it probably sounded like I was saying, This is dumb, call the cops. Um and I I think I would have hoped to uh convey a more uh complex and subtle meaning than that. Um which is maybe something more along the lines of the the way that this particularly contrived scenario plays out i might have just rather seen women talking about the real world than the use of this allegory
1: yeah um, that's i think that's that's a that's an eloquent way of sort of where i landed and i didn't i just didn't get much past i'm not having a good time
0: right right <laughs> so, and i think what? like it maybe, my, may, yeah. maybe yeah maybe what i was trying to convey when i said just go to the cops is that it all felt contrived to a point of actually taking me further away from what that central point might have been as opposed to you know making it hit harder in some way i think a lot of times this is a concept i've definitely talked about on this podcast before but like i i am not only comfortable with but but like a a significant proponent for using fiction to represent to better convey the sort of emotional experience of fact and I just didn't love the way it was done in this particular case Uh, but certainly there are a handful of things that your mother pointed out that are really intelligent readings of this that I did not think of that Kind of made me wonder if I should watch it again, and I'm not going to because I I don't have that kind of time to be upset. Uh, But but that's a tremendous credit to your mother and her writing ability and the thoughtful way in which she consumed that film. So um, just as an example, right, here's a couple of sentences that I thought were (laughs) – this is a paragraph. Here's a paragraph that I think should show everybody the kind of tremendous stock that you come from. Uh, I believe the setting is not meant to be surreal, except as it reflects and magnifies their circumstances. It embodies the isolation that is their way of life, and yet feels safe in its spareness. The bales of hay are both cushions and beds. Parenthetically, it is based on a religious sect somewhere in South America. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, like your mom is uh, a great writer and... Really thoughtful and I really appreciate the criticism Alright
1: uh, Well I'm glad we addressed it because we had been talking About it for a couple weeks and we just kept forgetting Yeah you and it. I have,
0: have talked about this But uh, we had not brought it back to the pod Since I think we left the pod A couple weeks ago with like my mom has a Strongly worded email for you and we never Followed <laughs> up so we're paying <laughs> yeah. off the tease People There, there you go. Yes <laughs> several weeks
1: later <laughs> Alright let's, let's talk about Top Chef Um because this was Uh I was surprised he's not the word, but um I would say this was a, almost a bit of an upside down uh top chef in 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 that you had uh you know Amar who has who i i'm, I'm not um i'm not crapping on Amar's ability as a chef because I think we've talked about this it's like any anyone in the season seems capable of winning any episode you know what I mean, but I so. think you had a lot of the, the Chefs that we have looked at as real contenders wound up in the bottom this week.
0: Well, specifically, so. I think the two chefs that we talked about being a cut above the rest of these incredible chefs, the only two, were basically the two losers this week. I mean Gabriel yeah. was also there, but like I think the other two were the the ones at risk. Um yeah. <laughs> like Buddha and <laughs> Begonia. And and what's <laughs> fascinating is I think that is a very direct result. Of the challenge, right? I mean, this was a challenge that took them as far away from the high-class chefery they're used to as possible. And they both failed in ways that specifically relate to the style and manner of of cooking, right? Yeah. I, I did
1: think it was interesting, um, if you watched Last Chance Kitchen, which I know you did, right? Yeah. That uh, Because... Uh... But Gordy seemed a little bit upset about the criticism
0: at Judge's table. They all did. I thought that but, was this, the yeah. most unfortunate part of the episode, to be honest.
1: But afterwards, like in Last Chance Kitchen, she was like, I tasted all those other dishes and my dish was the worst. Yeah, so. well that's
0: the thing, right? Is like they I think they all would have come to that eventually, but that's yeah. obviously like an hour later. What we saw on the show, and I almost wish they had just cut it, what this what we saw on the show was a bunch of a bunch of like you know Adults in their feelings acting like babies is what we saw. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Which can happen
1: in a competition show. For look, sure. man, I've
0: been there myself. You know, like <laughs> uh, far be it for me to criticize. I'm just saying, like, it wasn't a great look for Buddha and Begonia. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs>
1: I would agree. Uh, I have a feeling Begonia will be emerging from Last Chance Kitchen. Um, Very good
0: chance, um, and, and back into
1: this competition.
0: So. Because I'll tell you what, like when she. Put her last chance kitchen dish Up there And it was kind of just like a sad brown Piece of Pigeon I was like oh no And then Tom was immediately like That was incredible <laughs> So I think yeah. the lesson for her And and I think it's the same lesson for Buddha Is You have to do the challenge But you also have to do what you're good at You know Right
1: don't yep, get make so
0: far out of your comfort zone Like that the, chal- the, the challenge of Top Chef And the way that the winners Usually end up operating in, in the end Is you have to find that happy medium Between what they are asking of you And what you do And if you go too far to either side You're probably in trouble Right
1: That's where Tom ran into trouble In that quick fire essentially mm-hmm. Um, You know that one time right. uh, With the cookies Right where Exactly he- I think he thought he was doing that but he was just basically not
0: answering the question. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. Right? So yeah. you can go too far into what you do and ignore the question and you can go too far into the question and ignore what you do. Um and I think certainly for Begonia in the elimination challenge that's what happened. She thought she was thinking so much about the holiday thing. She was like, "Oh, I'll just do the like lazy thing I do the day after the holiday cuz it represents the holiday thing." And she forgot that she was on Top Chef Yeah Like you can't just serve leftovers with a sauce You have to make a dish
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's a mistake She's not going to make again If she can get herself back
0: into the competition
1: 100%, 100% (laughs) Uh And she
0: is still as dangerous as anybody If not more so If she does get back into the competition Which again, looks reasonably likely
1: Yeah, although I still think Dale's a really good chef And he's still hanging around so, um, so that uh, that will be interesting to see. My not to bring this in more of my family members into this, but my uh, my sister did kick in. Um, as you know, she's a former bird keeper.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: at At the zoo, uh, and t- to say that Tom's duck story was false. Um, that the ducks, mates for life. Yes, that ducks uh, are monogamous, but only for one breeding season.
0: Okay, well, that you know, it's that's still pretty good. <laughs> I was what about penguins? Because I was really taken by that story when he told it. <laughs> I thought, see, the one I had always heard was penguins were the ones who mate for life. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I have, have, have to get on the horn and find out. If I that's also true. don't know if, like, does penguins fall under your sister's purview as a zoo bird keeper? Um, I, th- I think so. I mean, they I are birds, so. but I think They're of them more as bird. like a. There, I think of them as aquarium birds, though. I don't know if that's a distinction that means anything in the in the zoological world. I mean,
1: they're not kept usually with the other birds. You know what I right, mean? But right, They're kind of kept in there, but I think some of that also may be about their climate and stuff too. You know? Yeah, what I and mean? that's a
0: good point. Yeah. Climate needs yeah. are very different than the average bird.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll Going to the <laughs>
0: Oakland Zoo tomorrow. Gonna gonna nice. see some. Some birds for sure. They got the flamingos right at the front gate. Brand new habitat. Very exciting time at the Oakland Zoo. That
1: is. uh, It's always exciting with the with the flamingos right up front. Um. All right. Anything else that you wanted to add about this particular episode of uh, Top Chef? I enjoyed the country house setting. It was. uh, It was a lot of verbo, but hey, you know that's Top Chef.
0: What are you gonna do? If there wasn't aggressive product placement, would it even be? Top Chef <laughs> That's right <laughs> um, I, I will say uh, I thought the Quick Fire Challenge was actually Pretty spectacular But it, it was also One of the Quick Fire Challenges Where You could very easily See both the top Three and the bottom three as it was going along Because the reaction like The reactions were dramatic yeah, and, like Nicole brought that trifle up there, and I swear to God, Padma almost threw up in it. Um, well, what was somebody brought something up where the guy had to like take a sip of water? I was like, oh, <laughs> that was the trifle. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and, and and like you know, you could see Sylvia made these incredible dumplings, but the whole dish was a mess. There was no way she was going to win, right? And but then like Tom with the honey caviar, and they both were like, oh my god, what did you? <laughs> How did you? This is incredible. It's like, okay, so he's going to win. <laughs> Any I'm really
1: day. enjoying Sylvia on the show, but I'm not excited to eat her food. Well, <laughs> that's,
0: I think that's your lack of Polish heritage probably because yeah, all, I although think it cool. is clearly like gut busting stuff, I would love to eat Sylvia's food.
1: I am, uh, yeah, I'm a little intimidated by the, the aggressive Polishness of it. But yeah, it is, I love hearing it, her talk. I love hearing. She's her talk. so
0: wonderful as a character on the show, and I actually think, like in a way, she is not that she has any choice. She's she does what she does, but because all her food is like a starch bomb. She's actually operating at a much higher level of difficulty than the average top chef chef. Like, you really have to do that stuff pretty well, especially when they're eating 15 dishes, to to keep succeeding. Yep. Yep.
1: And she's doing it.
0: Yeah. A uh, couple of things I did want to throw at you. Uh, there yeah. were some incredible... Like I did not have any great lines of the week From the challenge this week But I have several I feel like
1: it's been short on lines of the week this season and I'm I feel annoyed. like
0: that Yeah that might be a world championship issue But I have several from this episode of Top Chef uh, A top three in fact Okay um, I, I uh, the, the bronze medal Goes to I don't even I think it might have been Gale who said it But when they were at the sort of country picnic table towards the end of the meal. And someone was like, Oh no, we didn't do a Mars yet. (laughs) And they're like eating a Moroccan lamb shank for dessert. Uh, Gail was like, Oh man, I'm just so full. I wish I had two stomachs and somebody and, and Padma was like, Oh, I'm doing great. And somebody was like, well, Padma has 10 stomachs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and then it led to like Everyone around the table being like Yeah Padma you're a really good eater <laughs> Like the whole table <laughs> And she well, was like oh, Surprise you. because you just assume Models don't eat
1: right you Totally know I mean? and then she
0: goes yeah I'm uniquely Qualified to do this job <laughs> I was yeah. like yup you are <laughs> You're the one You yeah. are the one uh, The silver medal for line of the week Goes to Amar for just an incredible line as they were shopping, and I I thought one of the best, if not the best parts of this episode was they have this thousand-pound budget to share, and they're like, all right, everyone gets 90 bucks, and look, if you have some extra stuff, put it in this basket, and if we get to the end and there's leftover money, we'll, we'll pick some stuff from the basket, blah, 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 and they go through the whole thing, and everyone's culling down their shopping, and they get to, like, 969, and they're like, oh, we did it. And then instead of looking in the basket full of stuff that people actually shopped for, Amar just goes, should probably get tequila, right? <laughs> and then he says, th- th- and this is just an incredible sentence because it's, I don't even know how to respond to it. He goes, we can't go to a house and have no tequila <laughs> and everyone was like oh yeah good point But yeah, like what does that sense. mean <laughs> Anytime you go To anyone's house you go to a house Does that just mean you travel everywhere with tequila We can't go to a house and have no that's tequila how you're a good house guest You bring some tequila Yeah. And then and he went right and he poured it out for everybody That's right we thing. did get to see them Enjoy the tequila so I very much appreciated that But the absolute killer The number one gold medalist Line of the week was And I don't know why she said it Uh, Other than the obvious reasons It kind of came out of nowhere in the episode But in the middle of the kitchen When there was chaos everywhere And Victoire was cooking her soup She said Again for no specific apparent reason This is Wakanda I'm the Black Panther with the soup (laughs) And I was like Yes you are Victoire And I also just thought like This was a great episode For her To bring her very specific home flavors to the program. And it's always such a treat. I mean, I always wish I was there in these moments, but it's always such a treat to see how not just the judges, but the other chefs respond. When someone from a place like the Congo brings these Congolese flavors that they just have never had before. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, man, this is so cool to see the flavors of your culture and how different they are from what we've experienced. Like, I love those moments. And shout out to Victoire.
1: Yes. And I was uh, I was very worried about Victoire. Um, when she said black-eyed you know, was... peas? <laughs> no, because we got some real tough stuff about her personal background. And She's talking about eating, like, the trash from McDonald's and yeah. how cooking saved her life. And that is very much – the kind of stuff that you say in this show when they're about to send your ass home. But it's so, been a
0: couple weeks of that now, so I feel like yeah. that's—I feel like it's just who we're—that's ge- who she is, you know. That's her. She's yep. wearing it on her sleeve, and I love it. I love it, and I—I—I want to apologize once again for uh, predicting she might be the dickhead uh, when we first started watching this, because she is anything but. Yeah,
1: no, she is a delight, and the seven languages thing is also really am- t- amazing. No, she's by obviously this.
0: a friggin' genius, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's
0: incredible. And, and then she calls she's talking to her husband in Italian. She's got Spanish going on. It's like that uh, she's yeah. Shout out Victoire. Yeah. Love it.
1: And I should, we should also mention has yet to be in the bottom. So Yeah, and she um, seems to
0: sort of be heating up to be honest with you. I mean, this was definitely her best week.
1: Yeah, doing doing well on Sarah's little chart that she's been keeping that uh, right. Wikipedia also.
0: Yeah, and us. I mean she was top three in the yeah. quick fire and everybody just like she was universally beloved. At the at the big picnic table, so.
1: Yeah, 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 victoire! I'm surprised that you didn't have the the, the asking Buddha not to fart line. In,
0: in yeah, Britain. that's a little cheap, though. I mean, that's funny. <laughs> it was funny. I laughed, but I didn't. I didn't feel it, uh, I needed to like highlight it. Yeah, fair enough the it's, whole bit about Amar a lot of fart talk on top, on top <laughs> yeah that's true but they also it was like a whole bodily functions period because they had the whole storyline with Amar snoring so loud everybody wanted him in a different room yep yeah, yeah I can relate can relate yeah although part of me did wonder as he was shutting the door to his private room while Buddha slept in a bunk bed if this was all a plot by Amar. <laughs> well, if it was, it worked out in his favor. Well played, sir.
1: <laughs> well played. Because one of those people was on the top and the other one was on the bottom. So, uh, so good for him. <laughs> Who's been a, uh, you know, uh, I don't know that I would say I'm picking him to win or anything, but he's been a delightful presence on the show. So,
0: yeah, and uh, look, this was his week too because the guy who cooks way too big dishes with delightful flavor is really at home in like a home potluck cooking challenge. Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um man, here we are. We're not even halfway through this season yet. And like I said, anything feels like still feels like anything can happen. Um I'm excited. I'm excited
0: for Tom Yeah, time. although I do kind of feel like like if this if, if this was the challenge, right, I would be talking about how they missed their chance to get rid of Buddha. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> like it's like if you come at the king, you best not miss and and yeah. not that they're coming at him. He just had a bad week, but like I don't know that you're gonna have another look at him in the bottom three. Yeah,
1: I think I think if if it happens, it's gonna be when we're down to some pretty low numbers. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So uh so we'll see. Um all right. Uh, should we shift over to the challenge where we had a, a you, you, we sort of already mentioned the line of the week thing, a- and when you factor in that we have now lost Wes, I'm, yeah. I am worried. I am worried about our ITM lines moving forward this season. You know what
0: I mean? It's a big hit to the ITMs, and I gotta say, it's. This is a little overdramatic, I guess, because, you know, he's always going to be one of the greats. But a little bit. I also feel like this was a hit to the legacy for Wes. Only because. This was an entirely self-inflicted elimination. That was characterized by two gigantic strategic errors. Two? Yes. Let me ask you something. Who's stronger, Zara or Casey? Well,
1: all right, so yeah, I see I disagree with you on this. Hold on, you I don't mean, know what I'm going to say yet. Okay, uh, all right. Yes, it turns out that Casey is stronger. That's what it turns out. Yeah.
0: You couldn't have guessed that. I, I look, I'm not saying I, Zara's I would, not strong, probably, Derek. Look at Casey. I would have guessed that, but there's been a lot of talk about Zara's strength. Yeah, and... because she's stronger than you expect a like someone who's skin and bones to be, and that's great. And no, that's really finish,
1: but I, I have another point here, so we'll see if, we'll see if you address it. Go, go ahead.
0: Wes should have started with the red questions. You gotcha. had okay. to put as much weight on Casey as possible. I'm not saying he should have gone against Casey. Zara... Oh, that, okay that's where I thought you were going with this. Because no. Zara doing the math was not an option, right? Exactly. Zara yeah, told yeah, us okay. she's dyslexic. She can't do math. Of course, you're not going to put her in a pressurized math situation. And she can at least compete at some level with Casey. But if I'm Wes – the advantage we have, if any, is my ability to do math better than Ben. So, Which he did do, by the way. Yes, but he did the easy math problems. Yeah. So if he hadn't and, – and so even though he was moving at a faster pace, Ben was putting more weight on Zara. So he blew it. Like there was no reason to start with the easy questions. You know you're going to have to put more weight on Casey – to, to win this thing So you just mm. got to start with the hardest stuff And like look If you can't do them Then you lost because you couldn't do the math But he should have been able to do the hard problems He's Wes And obviously we already talked about the previous error Which was thinking He knew the game before he had seen the game And he yes. should know better In both of those situations Espe- I, well, The, the like, first one's pretty clear to me I'm a little
1: less clear on this Second one but I, I'm not going to argue with you In terms of you're right he probably should have gone for the harder ones
0: First well but. and listen like I would I, I'd be more willing to Hear that that was a little bit Of a tough criticism If it was Nelson But mm. it's Wes Your whole thing is being the smartest guy There your whole yeah. thing is having the best Strategies so If you kick if you Get eliminated you know four or Five weeks into the game because you blow it strategically, I gotta hang that on your head, man. I gotta say that's a that's that's a big time you blew it. Yeah, I mean look, it's on it's it's definitely
1: like, you know, it's on his record for sure. But you know, you're talking about the guy who has the most elimination wins of all time, if I'm not mistaken, right? So um
0: Yeah, and again, that's why I'm saying like his legacy is is reasonably secured, but to me this is like a significant Demerit in terms of a really bad season that he fully brought on himself. He fully brought it on himself. He wasn't. It's not like he was one of the teams that was getting thrown in or anything. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but that's that's his game, right? His game is bringing stuff
1: on himself. And I mean, when you look back, like he has some pretty early exits, right? Because there was a point where people were really targeting him. But that was. Ref-
0: uh, I I See, I would not have said it was self-inflicted If he had inflicted political drama On himself, because you're right, that's his game And he's going to play the odds And sometimes they don't go in your favor But, when you're just making strategic Mistakes, that's a different kind of bringing it On yourself, from my perspective Right? Yeah. Like, it's the difference between it, it, If it was You know, if we're talking about Steph Curry And I'm not, there's no, it's not the right analogy But if we're talking about Steph Curry, right? And the Warriors lose because he's getting killed defensively. Like, tough break. If the Warriors lose because he's bricking threes in crunch time, I'm going to say that's because Steph didn't do his job, right? Right. Like, that's the difference to me.
1: Right, and there are lots of games where the Warriors lost because Steph made a dumb turnover, right? Like, that's part, that's part of his game. You know what I mean? Right, that's dumb turnovers are
0: part of the game, right? But yeah. I expect him to hit the big threes because that's what he does. And I think so, Wes is
1: actually Steph – Steph and Wes is a pretty good analogy actually, okay. right? Because like CT and Bananas are the, the Jordan and LeBron of this yeah. conversation, right? And Wes is the undersized guy who's building up the resume to sort of be – in the conversation with those guys Yeah, so,
0: yeah. I, I think that I think maybe I actually made a uh, Accidentally made a good analogy So so yeah I, I, that's my point Right is it's, it's not that You know it, It's just it, it, It's you Made your mistakes in the place You're supposed to be the best And so yeah. that to me is, is a bigger Negative reflection on your Career resume than if You know it just hadn't gone your way
1: so uh, West announced he's having a kid this week on Instagram. I don't know if you saw that.
0: So no, I don't know. For him. Um, are you saying? Yeah. Uh, are you saying he may have had something to get back to? No, no. Uh, <laughs> I just saying
1: that I don't know. I don't know if if that's going to affect him coming back.
0: Yeah, soon. yeah. I wonder if that that's means we won't see him for a while. And if we don't see him for a while, that might be it. So we'll see. That said, like I haven't met a dad who wouldn't take an opportunity for a couple weeks away if he could. <laughs> right <laughs> It's not the same as Amber having a baby, obviously No, so. it's different
1: <laughs> Did, uh, Were you surprised um, uh, That nobody All these people Who are trying to look ahead In the game That nobody thought, hey, maybe we're not going to have An elimination next week because there's a dude in the hospital And we don't know if he's actually coming back
0: Yeah, I was very surprised by that Very surprised I think because I I certainly
1: saw that coming. I don't know why no anyone else did. Part of when, me, when John a was talking about maybe I'll be in there
0: by myself. I'm like they never do that. That that's you know? not a thing. Right. Right. Yeah. So she had thought of it, but I, I the so where I landed on this was I feel like they just didn't anticipate that because a he finished the challenge right. So I think they probably imagined like he'd be fine. Yeah, but and, he wasn't in the house. <laughs> you know what I, mean, right? like, I know, I know, but like sure people, they notice that. <laughs> I know, but that happens, right? People go to the hospital, get checked out, and come back fine. And so I, I'm guessing the way people thought about it in terms of, because like you don't want to, you don't want to plan for no elimination unless you're pretty damn sure, right? Yeah. So I, I gotta believe people considered it and thought, you know what? He finished the challenge, like. He's probably going to be healthy enough to at least try, and and. Like, I mean, I don't know.
1: I think it's something I want to think about if I am taking a big shot, which it sort of seemed like people were <laughs> looking to do, right? You know what I mean? So.
0: Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, I think it's all it, more than a desire to take a big shot. What has happened is it has gotten to the point where like people have to show their cards because the numbers are where they are, right?
1: Yeah. It's amazing how much we're still talking about these country teams It's so silly <laughs> they Clearly don't mean that much um, What do you think of Darrell's decision to kind of hold his cards to his chest In terms of why he voted in um, Ben and Casey
0: I thought it was hilarious Him pretending to have no reason for doing what he did was incredible and the way he just kind of made faces While Casey yeah. and Ben stared at him Like, so you had no reason whatsoever He's like, it's like I don't know I, well, I don't know I was laughing Like, I don't I think it's probably the right move There's no reason to Give them anything, right? But It's obviously also not believable Like, they know you had some reason <laughs> <laughs> I, Yeah, it was just so, like it's like,
1: I, it's like I'm It's like i like nobody's Buying this man but you're right he just stuck to His guns <laughs> like
0: as <laughs> long As you're capable of sticking to your Guns you might yep. as well Like they know you're lying to their face But they can't do anything about it Right and they can't really prove it so I just Think right. like I don't know and I kind of don't Think it's gonna be a thing going forward but maybe I'm wrong well right. I I think That's certainly Durrell's calculation Is like there's nothing I can say To them by way of an actual Answer that's going to put me in a better position than just confusing them by saying nothing. Right? Yep. And look, um, I think there's so many people who want to get Ben now. That, like, right. <laughs> ben is under fire from all corners, so I don't know that he's going to have time to go after Durrell Um I I do appreciate the fact that Again, there are no teams So the whole team thing is very stupid But the fact that everyone in the house is like Oh my god, what's going on with Team Australia? What's the deal with Team Australia? Team Australia, Team Australia And actually, all that's happening is Sarah is just wreaking havoc Yeah I Sarah, who has no so actual Like, a- Jesus,
1: what's Sarah's deal? I, I'm just a, I've I've had it with her I've had it with her Like, that whole bananas conversation was just infuriating
0: That is... How do I say this delicately Her approach To that conversation Was downright Republican (laughs) Twittery Okay The way she handled herself In that conversation was the equivalent Of of like Trumpy whataboutism From a Twitter handle With 17 numbers in it yeah, It I was, just was so pathetic, like a, like a, a mad dog. But yeah, sure, <laughs> that works too. Yep. <laughs> it was so pathetic, and and she literally, she literally respond like I I don't even know how to contextualize the response to someone who genuinely sat down to have a reasonable conversation.
1: Right, and just to like, hey, I want to get on the same page with you guys. And, like, also maybe try to share some of the benefit of my experience in this game.
0: Right. And she just acted not only like an idiot, but, like, a a petulant child. It was – and I guess, like, what I wrote down when you were writing down, like, what's her deal was she's completely out of control, and I don't see how everyone doesn't turn on her very soon. And I would include in that everyone Her partner Theo Who doesn't seem to have any idea How insane she's behaving <laughs> He seems uh,
1: I don't know where Theo is You know he's what I mean? barely He's barely been like, on the show he's, He seems largely absent Yeah And it's weird because it's like If anyone's her partner It's Danny Right? So like I don't I don't I don't well, know Well and honestly I, I think
0: Danny, Other than familiarity Has attached himself to this uh, mess. And and honestly, I think Sarah is going to bring Danny down because, like, Danny should be embracing his partner who has both an incredible ability in this game and also a lot of worthwhile political connections.
1: Yeah, he he just came into it so paranoid thinking that, like, her loyalty would be to Jordan and not to him.
0: It's weird, it's weird, and I, I can't attribute it to anything but Sarah's craziness, because that is not the Danny I remember from the Challenge USA season.
1: No, and it's like, look, dude, if you've watched Tori on these shows at all, like you've seen her be able to hold up loyalties to multiple people.
0: At the yeah, time. if anybody could could pull that off, it would be Tori. She yeah. just won with another partner when Jordan was on the show with another team. This just yeah. happened, and she won so, yeah, like and Ed, Ed was loyal to Anissa on top of all of that, right exactly, so what are we doing yeah i it and i I just I cannot imagine that Sarah can continue to do this, which basically involves just crapping on everyone in the house behind their backs without everyone in the house eventually being like, "That's enough, you're out of here, yeah. yep,
1: yep. No, I would be I would be trying to I'm, i get to the point where I'd be trying to throw her in every week.
0: Yeah. And and I got to say like turning a friendly bananas into an annoyed bananas cannot help your cause. No,
1: no it cannot cuz if there's one thing that that I mean, does anybody awesome has some relationships that go back away's. <laughs> right? So Yeah, it's yeah, just still, it's I don't so know, it's weird.
0: Well. Um I I I will say like uh you mentioned and this this is jumping topics a little bit, but you mentioned the nobody thinking about Grant and John a were probably going home anyway uh I, the one person who I do think may have thought about it is Kelly Ann, who very conveniently despite her on camera protests, got to send John a home without saying anything yeah like didn't yeah. have to do a thing and the The girl that she's angry at is gone um, Not only the girl she's angry at But a significant threat in the game uh, So that worked out nicely For her Yeah really good week for Tristan I think <laughs> Really <laughs> like, great week for Tristan Because not only does he get that But if there was a line Of the week it was Tristan's uh, Kellyanne when they were getting ready to do The crazy flying through the air challenge She was like You know Really, like, this is how I visualize myself, and he goes flying through the air with no control. <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, pretty much." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
1: uh, he's got a little wit about him. He's got that he classic, is. classic British sly sense of humor. I yes, think.
0: I enjoy him. Um, I enjoy him. I, I there are I have some other random notes here too. We talked about the fact that he's gone. We did not talk about the manner in which Grant Got injured, which I have just written here Grant, how? With several question marks and exclamation points He missed The whole target Yeah, he, just missed the target <laughs> He just jumped off a platform That didn't look to be that far And just missed The mark by like four feet How? Yeah, yeah. I would have thought John A would been more likely
1: To get hurt actually, you know For what I sure. mean? For right? sure
0: I was like, "Oh, dude, he's he's pretty like cuz he looks like a solid guy, you know what I mean? Like I bet he weighs more than you expect." I was like, "Oh man, John A's going to go flying." And instead he just missed it. Like I've never I don't know that I've ever seen a challenger who who I like rate highly from an athletic perspective fail that miserably at such a apparently simple task.
1: Yeah. What did you think of them basically shooting Emily Like she was Jaws
0: uh, I, don't think they, I don't think they had to <laughs> I, I wrote that I... Look we've talked in the past About how you forget that Theo Was an Olympic runner until you see them run And he's always you know, Three steps ahead of everybody But the difference Between Theo's sprinting Speed and the other fast people In the house Isn't even close to the difference between Emily And the next best swimmer Right well and look Theo is in an Olympics And that is an incredible thing To be right but she is a multiple Gold medalist she's
1: a, gold win, a gold medalist Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <a> whole other... <laughs> Honestly I couldn't believe Even knowing that Even expecting her to be The fastest swimmer there I could not possibly have predicted How incredible she looked in the water Yeah I mean, it, it really did look like she was a shark. Like, she was a shark swimming with humans is what it looked like. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and then she went back and dragged her... Pu- she goes, yes, hold on to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not so sure she wasn't faster swimming with Yes holding on to her than anybody else there. Like no. it was just the the economy of movement, the way she cut through the water, it was unbelievable to watch.
1: Yeah, it was really something. That, uh,
0: props to Yes even before any of that it was just like I'm just honored to be in the water with you. <laughs> you Amen. Amen. I, mean? <laughs> I also thought it was incredible that Jody who is not an Olympic swimmer dragged Benha's ass through the water.
1: Yeah. Does no, she look good? Yeah, it was impressed impressive performance from Jody And how bad must yes have, have been for them For that team to not have been close <laughs> <to> Yeah <winning. laughs> It's yeah.
0: crazy So um, Well, but yes, also I he's think He's a pretty decent athlete So good, you know Good on good on uh, Emily Well, I also think that had to do with the the time subtractions, right? Yeah I think the reason they didn't come close to winning Is I think they only got like 30 seconds off And some teams got 90 Right
1: Right yeah that, that may have been some of it yeah for sure. um easy a lot to make up even at, at that length of of water hundred so. um, percent
0: and and uh, I also just want to throw out from that challenge both Casey and Justine, I thought showed a level of body control as the sort of people getting bounced up into the air that was pretty incredible mm. like most of the people were just flying willy-nilly like banging off of stuff. And they both kind of like almost looked like they had a full – like to the point where for a second I thought they were going to do like a somersault at the top because they they were like – had their bodies together. They were flying the right direction. I I thought that was pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, Uh, The one thing I want to note, and this is not Swimming Challenge related at all, is that uh, I feel like it's been weeks, several weeks since we had a Kiki mention on the show. What's going on,
0: man? <laughs> so me and me and my wife talked about this, and we decided okay. it's one of two things. It's either the producers were like, eh, maybe not so much Kiki, which seems absurd to me. I can't imagine they would have done that. So it's probably not that. Which means what we settled on was Kiki watched. And requested to be less of a character on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, All right. Well, that would make some sense. I'll buy that theory. Because to it. go from mentioning her a, a, an average of approximately twice per itm, yeah, to like and, like almost
1: at his first opportunity, pretty much, really, every right? time, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: to to like literally mentioning her once or twice the whole season, it's there's no way it's not deliberate.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> It has to be a thing,
0: it has and to I can't thing. imagine the producers asking him to do less or somehow cutting those right. mentions. I can't imagine because they that. leaned into it hard, right?
1: They leaned into it hard. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right, we
1: should uh, we should talk about some shows, right? We watched some shows this week. We did. We even watched a movie. Um, we did. Should we?
0: Uh, you want to start with Unprisoned because uh, it seemed like you were pretty into this one, right? Loved this show. I wish you had finished it, but I'm just gonna. Have to It's not really a spoiler But do you mind if I Give a little away Okay No plot points Is that okay Yeah sure So uh, I guess The one thing I would say About this show Is that it Very Significantly And um, I don't want to say Without warning Because This show Deals with some Serious stuff Like it's not It's not trivial, but it got very dark. (laughs) The end of the season is very dark and leaves you in a very, uh, I don't know if uncomfortable, but like unsettled and unhappy place. Uh, Which was a little bit surprising to me because it really is, for for the first six or seven episodes, it's a sitcom. Um, And it's a sitcom that deals with some very real shit. Right? Like, it's it's not afraid of talking about the carceral state and, and reflecting racist systems. And, you know, it deals with legit, real shit. But it's definitely funny. Pretty much front to back. And the performances from both Kerry Washington and Delroy Lindo in particular, but also her foster sister, the kid, uh, the the weird stepmom dad girlfriend lady they're they're all very charming and winning performances right and it's not to say they don't have depth but they're not exactly like dramatic performances does that make right. sense
1: yeah yeah no totally
0: yeah so like i i and i'm not this is not a criticism so much as maybe a, like a little bit of a warning like it it goes to a darker more upsetting place at the end and just leaves you there. <laughs> so, I hope it comes back. Um because I again, it's not a criticism. It, I thought it was a valid uh end to the season, but it it definitely was a different mood than the rest of the season of television was.
1: I'm I'm it, it, are
0: there plans to make more of these? It certainly feels like there should be. Based on the way it ends, but maybe not. I don't know. All right, I, I, you know,
1: because oh, it's, it's renewed. A... Oh, it is renewed. Okay, yep. so they are they are coming back for more.
0: Yeah, no, it's I a very thought... cliffhangery, sad ending. Yeah, I, it's. I don't know.
1: Like, I mean, obviously, Kerry Washington has done plenty of series work, so it's not like wouldn't be a shock that she was doing series television. But I kind of thought maybe with her schedules and and whatnot that. This was conceived as a limited thing. I didn't know. Um,
0: oh wait, maybe it's not renewed yet. I, I misread something. Hmm. I misread someone saying they wanted it to be, <laughs> be but renewed. I, <laughs> but I don't see anything that uh, says specifically that it is limited. Here,
1: so I don't. It hasn't you know.
0: gone. It has not gone either way as of yet.
1: Okay. Um. I enjoyed the light comedic parts. I I had a little bit of a tough time in that this is a show set in the city that I live in that is very clearly not shot there. Right. Uh, other than some uh you know the occasional exteriors. It um,
0: is uh for what it's worth it it was the most watched Hulu original scripted series of this year in terms of hours watched and uh this is per deadline um it is onyx collective's most watched hulu most watched Hulu premiere so far um yeah, I bet they'll make more I think they will it's really i thought a great show, and I mean, it's obviously very much about black characters with specifically black experiences, but it feels very. Identifiable from an emotional perspective, I think to anybody with families, um, and and more than anything, I have less Kerry Washington experience than most. I'd never watched Scandal, um, but I am a Delroy Lindo acolyte from way back, from like you know, Crooklyn days. Yeah, and he is just so effing good, man. He is so good. He is such a good actor, and I think underused in the world. And this is a tremendous showcase for him. Just awesome. Yeah, that voice. The um, voice, and he just he gets to show the whole range here. You know, he gets to he gets to be a, a dad and a an ex con and. Someone in, like, the life And someone who's a, you know Caring boyfriend in his own way And, uh, like, he just He's happy, he's sad He's emotional He's unemotional Like, he do- this is a full range It feels like a very fully painted human being And I just love watching that guy work
1: Yeah, yeah And, and look, and the, and the cast is filled out, I think Like you said, with a lot of uh Accomplished Folks who have been in, in lots of things That we have uh, seen over the years so. Although I don't
0: recall ever seeing The Sun Before and I thought he was great too
1: Yeah I think he's pretty new um,
0: he, is, he is pretty new But you
1: know people like Tim Daly show up yeah. uh, uh, Brenda Strong uh, Is Nadine She is one of those people that's uh, Been a, a working character Actress for a long time She's a big uh, time that lady yeah, maybe most famous is the narrator on Desperate Housewives. That's probably her most ho- high-profile thing. That makes sense. She's the you know the woman who died and kind of sets that story. Um, but yeah, she's been a lot of great stuff. Uh, you know, one of the guys from uh, uh, Dear White People, right, is the yes. parole officer. Yeah, so yeah, uh, lots lots of good lots of good stuff and, and enjoyable cast. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, I, you know, obviously I didn't get to the, the left turn. <laughs> I can't say I'm stunned by it, just knowing at least what I knew about the people involved. But right. um, I, I, I'm i very much enjoying the show so far. And it, it, it is an easy watch. Um, uh, and, and some of the stuff that they try, because they do try some things, you know what I mean? Like, you've got a, a living inner child running around in the story, you know what I mean? A lot of that stuff, actually, they pulled off. So good for them.
0: Yeah, and uh, and Tracy McMillan, the creator, really is like a you know a relationship blogger expert lady who has a you know father who came out of jail during her adult life. Like this is very much true to her experience, and I think it you can tell because again, all the characters feel really. Like lived in and fully drawn. I, I I think this is a really excellent show. Awesome.
1: Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you, and I would I'd recommend it to anybody. It's a pretty easy watch. Yeah. Uh, at least at least in the beginning. I don't know about the sad parts. <laughs> yeah, it's not that
0: it was a hard watch. It just was like, wow, that's that's a dark end, or like pause point for for these characters and and me. I'm I'm sad, and I want to know that they're gonna be okay, you know yep. uh, so it's tough but but anyway, um l- l- can we talk about something that i I am I'm always interested when we watch a new kind of different take on something with superpowers how it's going to hit your um not particularly superpower excited brain so yeah. can we talk about the power
1: well, so the power right the power falls into. Right, like I don't know, like I don't. I feel like my super, super hero reactions are predictable, right? Like the,
0: I'm I'm a one leap person, right. and the power is like a one leap show, right? You know I what think I mean? So I have watched two of them, and it seems to essentially be one pretty big leap. It's a big leap, yeah. But I'll give you like, okay,
1: teenage girls are developing this organ that gives them, uh, you know, the power of electricity. Uh, all right, I I can go with you there. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm still very much on board, and I, I, I do think this show is very grounded in real people things, and I think you have, uh, you know, Tony Collette doing a a, a a very good performance, and I don't know yes. who the lead is on this show. No, but um, she's great, but she's great, and so I'm I'm very much with this now. Obviously, they've only uh, doled out a few episodes so far. Um, but I'm I'm along for this ride. I want to see <laughs> where where it goes as these girls realize their power, you know. Yeah. Um. And and all of the ramifications they're in because I do think it is sort of fascinating since we're sort of um, scared of uh, you know teenage girls. I think as a society, you yeah. know what I mean. Yep. Um. And giving them this ability to act out. You know, in, in a really powerful way. Yes, uh, I think can take us to a lot of interesting places. I'm also really excited to, that you kind of have Josh Charles sneaking around as this guy who who might just be a, a bad dude. You know what I that mean? That scene
0: um, with Tony Collette and Josh Charles at the Governor's Mansion in the I think it was the second episode yep. was just like a heavyweight acting slugfest. Man, that thing was. That really hit me um, and That I felt like when I was watching that scene I was like oh this show's being the show's serious You know <laughs> um, I, I would also say like I didn't think of this till just now Probably because of the conversation we had To start the episode But um, Maybe this is I don't want to put too fine a point on it But as allegories go I much prefer Electric hands representing our bizarre societal fear of teenage girls to, uh, you know, fundamentalist Mennonites in a barn. Yeah, like this is an allegory that it's easier to deal with. I well, think. it it t- t- well, I guess my point is is less that than that this is an allegory that excites and and heightens the issue, right? And that yeah. to me. And I guess the other one heightens it as well, but the excitement is kind of important for me. Yeah, well, and look, you're also
1: clearly having this thing with this like worldwide scope. Yes. you know what I mean, which I think sort of is very much the opposite of that show, which was or that other story, which is very insular.
0: Right. Plus, uh, we get an origin story for Sam Obisanya, which is cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Before. He was a Richmond Greyhound.
1: It's weird. It's weird that his shirt is off more in this show than than in the one with the
0: locker room. But that's funny. Here you are. That's a. Uh, that's a great line. Good job by you. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I I'm with you. I'm on board. There's something interesting happening here, and I'm excited to watch more.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, I guess the superhero stuff is Amazon's
0: wheelhouse. Seems maybe. Like. Maybe yeah. the like, offbeat superhero stuff is where they, where they do their best uh, work
1: Yeah, I don't know um, But it, it definitely seems like the shows that we have liked on there It's, a, it's been, a, been a common theme there
0: For sure uh, What did you think of Tetris? I liked it I... It's not going to win any Oscars um, But I think it's a good movie about an amazing
1: story and, yeah, that was the thing that I walked away from was like, what a story. Wow, who do all that went into Tetris?
0: <laughs> I, and I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I you know, I finished the movie at eleven thirty and went to sleep at one after an, an hour and a half Google hole just looking into the story and like obviously there's some Hollywood dramatization. There was no dramatic car chase in real life, but like largely this is true this crazy son of a gun really went to Russia and tried to negotiate with a communist, like, governing body <laughs> and ultimately really did become best friends with the guy who created Tetris and they stay, they now cooperate the company that owns the rights to Tetris. Like, this is pretty much a true story. And yeah. It's unbelievable I, um, I did the opposite of you Basically
1: Because once I saw The little epilogue at the end With the pictures of the real people And yeah, they, exactly. I knew that they had started a company together I was like, I don't want to find out that this isn't true I just I, just, <laughs> I need to I want not believe that this is exactly what happened, other than the car chase, which I was like, yeah, that probably didn't happen,
0: <laughs> right? I mean, the car chase is like really pretty out of place, um, <laughs> and I would even argue that it was totally unnecessary to the film. Um, but you know, it's Hollywood; they they're going to do that, so I'm I'm fine with it. I, but I thought Taryn Egerton was was good, and in general, the the way they they played the whole sort of negotiating back and forth and playing the different parties off each other. Like, I just thought they, they brought it to the screen really artfully. And you really do spend most of this movie being like, holy shit, is this really what happened just for Tetris? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and for the most part, yeah, it is, which is, again, just remarkable. It's a remarkable story that deserved to have a movie made about it. And I think this was about as good as that movie could have been.
1: Yeah, I don't, it's hard for me to imagine what else they would have, they could have done without uh, you know jinning up a lot of things that didn't necessarily happen. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I think this was you know by Hollywood standards about as accurate a retelling as as they produce. That's not a documentary, and and I think that's kind of that's part of the impact too. Like, I think it would have been a mistake yeah. to over dramatize I mean, it. but I would argue Chernobyl is not really Hollywood; it's HBO yeah okay, fair enough. <laughs> Hollywood's not really into like eight hour depressing think pieces <laughs> like not since the four hundred blows anyway
1: yeah it's, I suppose that's true.
0: I did feel for um uh
1: uh hag's wife yeah
0: <laughs> it's a tough spot for her she it didn't get really get to do much as the story goes. you know what I mean very but. true um but I But, again, just like, I mean, I, I just can't, I still can't totally believe that Tetris, especially because Tetris is so fundamental. Like, I don't necessarily remember Tetris coming out so much as I just remember it always being there. Yeah.
1: So I I mean, yeah, it just seems like one of those things is just in the world, right? Right, and so
0: it's pretty incredible to to think about, A, someone creating it, and B, like, the state of video games and the world to where... Because, hilariously, one thing that's never really questioned in this film is that Tetris is incredible and is going to be a huge hit, right? Like... Well why would you question that? Who's who's ever played Tetris and been like this sucks? <laughs> no, I know, but it also like looking backwards at Tetris, it's like a very simple thing that doesn't yes. seem like it would be that incredible, right? But when you when you think about how it must have seemed to someone who had never like there's a thousand games that have copied Tetris, right? Think of how many every stupid fruit diamond phone app where you're a limit everything where you cross out stuff basically right
1: where you just like where you, where you kind of crush things right yeah, it's it's all you know, tetris stuff. yeah yeah um yeah makes you wonder is like is there like an amazing story behind connect 4 somewhere that we've like not heard
0: about you know what i mean i wonder although connect 4 <laughs> feels to me like it's probably like you know originated in like china in 2500 bc or something <laughs> It's like an advocate sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like the Mayans were playing <laughs> Connect 4. Oh. All
1: right. And finally, uh, we've got Dave, uh, season three. Season three of Dave. Um, I believe did you it's watch, three. Do you watch both episodes? I sure did. Uh, Dave is still Dave. Uh, and Dave is reminiscent of some, I think, some other shows in a certain sort of. Weird genre of things, but I would also say unique in some of its own ways in terms of uh, its perspective, um, and I, uh, I don't know, like, I just enjoy sort of living in this world, uh, and I'm going to continue to do that
0: 100% agree, and I would actually add to that, uh, uh, with respect to these two episodes in particular I mean, this show, is it's a show that has a lot of great episodes. I th- i feel a little bit like talking about Atlanta episodes when I talk about Dave episodes because it goes so many weird places and it does so many different things. Like, I don't know how I would tell you what the best episodes of Dave are. But what I would say is watching these two episodes, the—the the, beyond all the things that you said, this, the thing that, that hit me the most is that this is a show that, to start its third season, could not... Understand itself anymore Completely And is really Kind of Operating at like a near perfect level Of execution for what it is Just the way These two episodes came together The way they all kind of The, the, the second episode in particular I think Because it was so fast moving There was so much going on It was chaotic in so many ways And yet it felt So specific to to little Dicky, to this show, to what the show is, to the characters of the show, to like the emotional experience of the show, and it just wrapped itself up in this beautiful little bow. It was like I, you know, people may or may not like the show, Dave, but if for someone who does, I thought episode two in particular, but really both of these, it was a pretty perfect episode. Yeah.
1: I, I think to me too, so much hinges on little Dickies uh, or Dave Bird, I guess you could almost say, or I think he's going as Dave Bird in the credits now. Yes. Um, ability to, to play the asshole. You know what I mean? Like to, to, to allow himself to sort of be the asshole or allow himself to be a guy who is essentially well meaning, but just also. Completely capable of getting lost in his own bullshit, you know what I mean? Um, and then allowing the show to call him out on that. Yeah, you know what kind I mean? of
0: just openly visualizing and exploring and trying to understand his flaws, right?
1: Yeah. It's like, it's one thing to sort of allow yourself to be humiliated in the way that he kind of was in the first episode where, you know, you he's walking around with... Um, you know that weird yeah. d- device said nothing but that weird I don't even know what you call that thing again You know what when I mean
0: he ca- he, I mean the name of it was hilarious I'm also blanking yeah. on it But it was like a I don't know It's STD prevention That's what's important <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Strange STD prevention we'll say Yeah <laughs> Like it's one thing to sort of Allow yourself to be humiliated in that way
1: But like To sort of make You know the second episode To sort of make this video That's really about this thing. And you realize that he is, you know, creatively like so serious about this thing that isn't necessarily that serious. And that to the point where he's completely lost the experience of the person that this is so, uh, you know, to be about and to sort of have that come back, you know what I mean? on him and allow him to be humiliated in kind of in that way. like I don't know if the show works without all of that stuff. So
0: yeah, um, no, I totally agree and I, I think that's why I say like the way this show understands itself is maybe the thing that allows it to be so, I think really excellent is that like knowing that they have a central character who's capable of all those things allows them to make again, uh, that second episode, it really comes full circle from. Him being at sort of the peak of his whole life at this point, like at the level where he's calling his own shots, directing his own video, he's on a tour, he's making all these creative choices and he's trying to do something serious and really reflect his, you know, and and to have it all come full circle where his real life crosses over with the video life in a way that sort of exposes him as... In many ways being the opposite of what he's trying to be It's just so It's thoughtful and smart and funny And yeah Like I said, I thought the second episode in particular Was a pretty perfect episode of this show
1: Yeah yeah, And still doing interesting things And I, like, you know It's a show that can take detours with side characters In the the same way that Atlanta does And have it be just as compelling Um, Yep Yeah, it's uh, Yeah Kudos to Dave And I, I think people
0: Generally are sleeping On this show a little bit you I know what so I think mean? so too I think so yeah. too I think you know As far like Yeah I'm not sure it gets the buzz As the Truly Clever and creative show That it is
1: Yeah I don't know if it's because Lil Dicky's music is so specific You know what I mean Yeah or, he's a pretty specific or, character <laughs> <laughs> Or what But
0: And I uh, think that's an achievement Of this show as well That like It This show only exists Because Lil Dicky is Lil Dicky But as a as a television show and a piece of art, it elevates i would say pretty high above what little Dicky does as a rapper yeah yeah
1: I would agree with that I would agree with that, um uh, which can be occasionally funny, but I think it's just so much more simple, funny, you know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, he's a funny guy, and he's a the thing with little Dicky as a rapper is part of the appeal is just the simple fact that he's Way too good of a rapper to be as silly, from a content perspective, as he is. Right? Like that's part of the that's the that's the gimmick, and I think like that only takes you so far. Whereas this show is able to be a lot more thoughtful. Yep, yeah, I agree with that.
1: And I would say like because I, I, people have talked about the show they're like oh, I don't know if I like Lil Dicky's music or I's you know, and it's like I know, it doesn't that it doesn't really matter. I mean, look, I think it, it is deliberately things, like,
0: show, you know. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. I think it's deliberately designed to be appealing to people who think that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's you're right. <laughs> I think that's, that's
1: probably fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh yeah, we're 100% on board with this
0: one. Um uh as well. It's a good week. I didn't hate anything. It's it's nice. It's really pretty uh <laughs> pretty exceptional, I'd say. You hate something almost every week. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like it's been a while. <laughs> Does Sarah count? <laughs>
1: uh. Uh, all right. Um, uh, on that note, I guess we should get out of here before I start eating something. Let's do some um, homework,
0: some of which you'll probably
1: hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, we've got on top, we've got Beef on Netflix. Yeah. Um, which is Ali
0: Wong and Steven Yoon. Uh, who have beef with each other, right? Like that's the central premise Yeah, and that's really all I need to know So I haven't looked into it much more than that That came out uh, last
1: night on uh, Netflix uh, We're also going to watch Tiny Beautiful Things On Hulu with Katherine Hahn
0: in a, uh, I got Tiny Beautiful Things, right? I got all the right adjectives there You did, and and again, that's about all I need to know So I don't know much more
1: <laughs> Um, And then uh, Two music documentaries Um Jason Isbell uh, has a new music box documentary on HBO Max And uh, Jay Dilla uh, is the first New York Times documentary uh, episode uh, of this season, season two And that's on Hulu,
0: so there you go Can't wait, it's going to be a good week And with any luck, I don't know, listening to it, I think you might not hate anything again (laughs) <laughs> yeah no no we'll see I
1: mean, I'll, I'll have to work hard or maybe i'll just we'll just do an extended segment on sarah next weekend
0: <laughs> okay sounds good
1: just, just to get my just to get my venom out
0: great <laughs> <I'm on board. laughs> all right man i'll talk to you next week bye this game's in the admiral refrigerator the door is closed the lights out butter's getting hard the eggs are cooling and the jello is jiggling
1: so long everybody and do me a favor have yourself a tremendous evening